Salami. It's the Shekilola Salami Show, a podcast show set in a set in a virtual cafe. Um, today, I was just saying to someone that it's I feel quite silly, um, and I wish and I think that you know if we do reincarnate, I will be making definitely different career choices, right? So this morning, I decided that I wasn't going to take my handbag out. Um, I got some money and I was standing just outside my front door. I was just going through my pocket to make sure that I hadn't forgotten anything. And just as it clicked in my head that I didn't have my house keys, my door slammed shut, right? So that was a whole lot of fun trying to find a locksmith that could open the door for me. And I found one and, you know, um, yeah, so he did for five minutes worth of work, I got charged a very special discounted rate, one of a, you know, one of, you know, special offer of 60 minutes. And I felt like a donkey. I just spent 60 pounds this morning for someone to spend five minutes opening my front door for me. Yeah, let's just take a minute. 60 pounds for five minutes. Yeah. Okay. I'm not begrudging anyone. It's just my pocket. I'm just really feeling quite silly. Anywho, who have I got here with me? Please tell me you'll be someone excited and make me feel better. I hope to make you feel better. Uh, I am Martin Kennedy. Uh, I am an author. Uh, I recently wrote a book called He Said It, I Didn't, a biblical book report, Brooklyn style. It is Brooklyn style because I am originally from Brooklyn. Um, love the place. Don't live there anymore. But that's where uh, all of the madness that I shell out on a regular basis comes from. Uh, I'm a filmmaker, and uh, this book was actually uh, spawned when I decided to do a documentary on, um, I guess, what can be considered uh, a kind of a cult uh, religion, and, but they followed the uh, King James Bible uh, to the letter, and um, I figured if I was going to interview them, I would need uh, some information. And so I decided to read the Bible. And before I got out of Genesis, which happens to be the first book of the Bible, I was so blown away by what was in there. And when I say that I was actually raised Catholic, but uh, walked away years ago. And the stuff that I learned in Sunday school and from my mother was different from what I was actually reading in the Bible. So I decided to finish the book and write about it. And um, I, uh, I consider myself a master of the dark comedy. So the book is sarcastic, it's irreverent, uh, many would say disrespectful. Um, I would say funny, funny as, as I could make it. And so that's what I've come to present to you. And hopefully you'll get a laugh while learning a few things. Whew, after all that, I think, uh, I think I'll have a, a chai iced tea piece. Thank chai iced tea. Chai iced tea it is then. Um, I don't know if you know, but, you know, my cafe is very futuristic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's very Star Trek-y. So anything you can imagine, we can get it for you. Beautiful. Beautiful. So would you like anything else with your chai iced tea? Uh, a plutonium plum cake. <laughs> <laughs> is that on the menu? You have that? I would like that, please. Okay. Well, I'm sure the cafe can, you know, can zip that up for us very, very quickly. <laughs> but then the question is whether it's safe for you, though. 
Oh yeah, you know the the plutonium just refers to the uh, the potency and the energy that you'll get after consuming that plum cake. Right. Okay, then that's all right. <laughs> we will let the cafe do its business, um, and then you know we can have a chat whilst that's getting um, set up. So. Right. Dark humor, dark comedy, and the Bible. I don't normally think of those two together. Normally, uh, you wouldn't. Um, but I happen to, you know, as they say, walk to the beat of my own drummer. And um, I have one of those senses of humor, if you can call it that. It's, it's, it's dark. It's irreverent. I find the most weird, obscure, uh, some would say morbid things funny. Or at least I can... I can mine humor out of it. So it didn't take very long. and It wasn't very difficult to, to see the humor in the Bible because, again, when you actually read the Bible, if you, if you read it without any preconceived notions of infallibility or um, of, you know, that you know, there, there may be something wrong, like if you just read it, like I read it as an encyclopedia, as I tell people. And when you do it that way, there's a lot of, interesting things to be kind or just wrong and screwed up things if you want to be more realistic and again wrong screwed up equals funny <laughs> to me so there you go but i'm quite interested though in what you said earlier on right that you were raised catholic mm-hmm. what you learned um in sunday school and from your mother uh, mm-hmm. mother was different to what you found when you were reading the bible yeah. Uh, How so? Well, it, it, I always say it's like just kind of to the left. Like the easiest way uh, to illustrate this is we'll go with the, the Ten Commandments. Um, most people, especially here in the States, most people have seen the Ten Commandments, uh, the Charlton Heston version. And the Ten Commandments, uh, basically, the story in the Bible is, as we're told, in again, in Sunday school and in church, um, the Pharaoh had the children of Egypt. He would not let them go. And God basically punished him and punished him and punished him until he finally let them go. And that was to illustrate the power of God and uh, the, 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 the repercussions of defying the Lord, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When you actually read that story in the Bible, after the third punishment, Pharaoh was willing to let the children of Israel go. But they constantly use this phrase, and God hardened Pharaoh's heart so that he would not let the children of Israel go. And then he hit him with another plague, one of the 10 plagues uh, of Israel. So two things happened here that, again, just blew me away. One was the fact that the, I call it the get out of jail free card that everyone gives God is that... Um, Whenever we do anything bad, whenever we do anything horrible, it's free will because he bestowed that upon us. We have the free will to obey or not obey. So we can't hold God accountable for killing people or, or you know, drowning babies or anything like that. But here, Pharaoh had his free will taken away from him because it says, and God hardened Pharaoh's heart so he would not take the children of Israel, I mean, let the children of Israel free. So free will is a lie. Yeah, at least according to the concepts that we've been led to believe. And then, so even, so you have that aspect and then you have, okay, so then why did God take his free will away? Because he wanted to do the right thing and God wouldn't let him. And 
after he wouldn't let him, he didn't just harm Pharaoh. He hit Egypt with plagues and, uh, you know, frogs coming down and the rivers turned to blood. You have to imagine that thousands of people died during these plagues. But we just learned that it didn't have to happen. But God, chose, so it's like, why did God do all of that? Why did God hurt all of these innocent people? If you want to teach this one man a lesson, a lesson that he learned three plagues in, but then God chose to hit him with seven more, him and the rest of Egypt. So it just, like I said, when you just actually read what's in there, it's pretty screwed up. And so if you go right now, I was actually watching a, a, um, a, like a, a show about the, you know, the stories of the Bible. And when they quoted that, that story with the, 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 the show, it never said anything about God hardening Pharaoh's heart. It, they completely removed it in order to make God infallible and you know, keep him in the pristine light that they want him to have. But that's not what it actually says in the Bible. So that's what I'm saying. So the stuff that I learned was like, oh, God's wonderful. God's da 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 But the stuff that I read was like, wow, God's a sick puppy. He has some issues. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh. God, I'm not laughing at you. I'm <laughs> laughing at this man who's calling God a sick puppy. <laughs> okay, okay, right. Jokes aside, jokes aside, right? You know, when you were talking, it was like, I don't normally go into religious conversations with the Christians that I know mm-hmm. because I find that they're not very open-minded. These are not just the Christians that a lot, not all of them, but majority mm-hmm. of the Christians that I know are not very open-minded in terms of having religious conversations and, you know, sort of saying things that's outside of what they believe is fact. And, you know, they're very unshakable, you know, in having conversations. So it's quite interesting, you know, sort of having this conversation with you and you saying something that I imagined that possibly I was the only non-Christian person (laughs) who was aware of this, right? Growing up, I used to have, what's, I was trying to find, I was trying to understand life, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I do believe in God, mm-hmm. but sometimes, I'm not going to use the exact same words that you did. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> not, no problem, uh, no problem. But certain questions have cropped my mind, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why, you know, I don't even stress about life and doomsday and whatnot right is just from a personal point of view i'm like even if i do good right if god wants me to do something horrible he will take my free will anyway so why am i stressing myself if i'm supposed to be doing bad if god doesn't want me to do that bad thing he's going to take my free will away anyway because guess what he did that during pharaoh's time you know god is supposed to quote unquote and this is sounding very science fiction not interfere in the work of man but it's been written but then again who knows if the people who actually wrote the bible are being truthful or not and you know there's all these questions that i just think you know what i don't have the time to question all these things right now it's just it's just too complicated but yes you know i could definitely see where you could get humor um in all of that and you 
and this is me taking your thunder away, pardon. <laughs> but I was just going to ask you that bit, right? So did you see that bit when you were reading, right? Where it says that <clears throat> Adam and Eve, right? Mm-hmm. Were the first two people created, right? Mm-hmm. But then was it Cain who killed the other one? Cain and, right, Cain and Abel, right? Yeah, so who killed who? Was Cain who killed Abel, right? Or was it the mm-hmm. other way uh, I think it was Cain killed Abel, I believe. Yeah. Right. But then there are people who are not supposed to harm Cain. So where did these people come from? Uh, of course. Uh, you know, it, and, and like I said, and these are, and like I've heard uh, like those questions posed. Before. Like I said, those are the mild discrepancies that you'll find in the Bible if you actually read the whole thing. Um, but yeah, exactly. Like where do these people come from? And then there were this, and, the, and that's how they just, they just, they just throw it out there. And then this, and then that. Well, you know, like, come on, you know. And and I, again, I nitpick, you know, partly for humor. But again, I'm just like, if this is an all-knowing, all-powerful being, you know. In in Genesis, God goes to Adam and Eve and says, Adam, where 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 art thou? You know, roughly. You know, why is God asking for the the location of the only two people on the planet? You know. How does he not know where Adam is? Yeah. Just say something simple as that. And people could say like, oh, that's nitpicking. It could be, you know, or it's just bad writing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the yes. people who wrote this stuff, they didn't take into account any of this. They're like, just let me just write this story. Um, and maybe to I, illustrate a purpose. Or- right. Exactly. Which I, 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 I'm completely cool with going with that that theory like this was just you know the theory i mean to uh just illustrate a purpose you're trying to prove a point yada 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 that's fine but that's only that part of the bible but when you come to another part no this is absolutely real and you have to follow and there's another part like oh you don't have to worry about that because it's kind of you know you just it's just cherry picking but the only problem with that is that some people will pick cherries that are benign some people pick cherries that are very harmful to other people some people will pick cherries that alienate their own family members, you know, because they think I, I had a coworker of mine who told me he believed every single thing that was in the Bible was word for word, verbatim, absolutely happened. You know, and I'm like, okay. So like, what about the part where it says that if your son or daughter basically like dis- disrespects you or gives them, gives you back talk, you can take them into the city square and have the elders stone them to death. Are you good with that? Or how about where we have to kill the homosexuals because man, uh, if man layeth with man as he lays with womankind, it is an abomination and they should be put to death. Put to death. That's in there. You believe in killing gay people? And of course, and, and then people wonder, you know, why uh, homosexuals are per- persecuted. Like it comes from there. It, it says it right in there. We have to kill them. You know, and, and that's actually one of the, the, the inspirations for my book because the, the, the religious group that I was going to do the documentary on, I don't know, I'm not sure if you know of them, but I think they may be only here in, in America. They're called the Black Israelites. And their basic belief is that people of color, uh, Black, Latino, Asian, da 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 we are the true descendants of the 12 tribes of Israel. And they stand on street corners here in, in, in New York City and they, all with a microphone and a speaker, scream out to whoever's listening, you know, the Bible, these verses. And 
one time I was standing by, I, again, because I just have this particular mindset, I think these guys are hysterical. That's why I wanted to do a documentary on them. But they actually caught the, uh, they, someone, there's usually like a group of them, one of them turned around. Anyway, they saw that there were two gay men standing across the street, minding their own business, talking to each other. And this dude on the microphone turned around and pointed to them and basically was like, you must die. We have to rid the planet of you, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, and again, it was messed up, but just the, 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 the arrogance, I guess, to have that position all based off of this book, you know, it's like, it's crazy. But again, it was like, this is fascinating. This stuff to me. And that's why I started going down the path of the documentary, which again, of course, led to reading the Bible. And this, this book was the result. What's your book called again? It's called, He Said It, I Didn't. Uh, a biblical book report, Brooklyn style. And the, the, I, it's, he said it, I didn't because again, I see a lot of crazy stuff in this, in, this, in this book, but I want people to know I'm not actually the one who's saying it. Again, stoning your kids to death, killing homosexuals, killing uh, you know, a man or a woman for having sex while the woman's on her period. Yeah, do all that stuff. But I'm not saying to do it. He said it. And he is God, because I got it from your Bible. So that's why it's called He Said It, I Didn't. Because this stuff is, <laughs> is way out there. Hmm. But it's not my view. Another hmm. thing that crossed my mind, um, you know, sort of randomly, is that I believe that a lot of the things, the limitations that human beings put on ourselves, they're all mediated by other human beings. Mm -hmm. I believe that the Bible was written by a human being and it's not this miraculous thing that was, you know, sort of dropped down and, you know, you know, like the, you know, the, what's the word now? The pyramids that, you know, we always wonder how, you know, where they built and stuff, um, mm -hmm. you know, so I just want that, you know, it's basically the Bible and most religious texts from mm -hmm. my little understanding, you know, is that it's stuff that's been written down by human being um and they're not um these magically written miraculously written texts you know so it's kind of like chinese whispers you know like things get lost interpretations get lost meanings uh -huh. get lost and from my understanding of god you know god is um what's the word now god is love and god is all about love and i don't think in the Ten Commandments, which is the only thing about God that is written down that I take moderately serious, you know, has any of these, um, for lack of a better word, let's kill them now sort of, <laughs> let's kill them now sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. So what, what do you think? Because I just think it's, you know, all the problems in the world, it's just man-made, you know, we look for a nice, you know, scapegoat and place it at the feet of God, because I think that God is all about love and loving yourself and loving each other and loving your neighbor as you love yourself. So if you're all about God, then that means, you know, loving each other, I think. Right. Well, I'm not well, knowledgeable. <laughs> well, again, and so let me just say this for the record. I'm not a biblical scholar. I did not study the Bible. I just read it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so let me just put that out there. But to me, this you're right this absolutely again i like if i have a, a a tagline or a catchphrase for my book is it's if you really want to test your faith 
read the Bible. Yeah. Because to me, when you actually read this, it is so abundantly human. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So no, you're right. I, I, I agree with you. The, these, this book is not spiritually or divinely inspired. These are people who had an idea. Because I, I, I always say to people, what's the difference between Jesus, Zeus, Jupiter, all of these, these other entities that rule the world at one point or another? But it was just because the people who believed in them ruled the world. You know, Egypt ruled the world at one point. Uh, uh, um, the, the, the Romans ruled the world at one point. Now it's, it's the, you know, the Christians, more or less, you know, a large stake in, in world control or rule the world. And it's their God that they put in charge of it. But we now laugh at the notion of Odin and Zeus and all of that stuff. It just stands to reason that sooner or later, could be 100 years from now, could be 500 years from now, our descendants are going to laugh at the notion that we thought that there was this guy that walked on water and, you know, made a bunch of, you know, uh, 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 fish sandwiches or whatever it was, you know, <laughs> pull it out of there. Because, again, if you just read it and just look at it, it's like, that sounds like something a guy would say. That sounds like something a dude would do. You know, it just doesn't seem you know, divinely inspired to me. So if that being the case, then yes, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, God can be anything you want him to be, you know, and it's proven, you know, he's a, 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 a white dude with sandals. He's a, a Buddha. He's, you know, a guy with the beard, you know, speaks, you know, Hebrew or whatever. And, or he can be just love. He can be the, the idea, the concept of true human unity true peace, uh, 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 true um, giving of oneself for another, that's God. And that's fine, you know, but that's, again, that, that's a great thing, but it's a terrible thing because there's so much left to interpretation that you can get some really good stuff out of it or you can get some really horrible stuff out of it. But that's, to me, that's human beings in general. We're capable of the most wondrous, wonderful thing that we can imagine and we're capable of the most horrible things ever seen, you know, in the known universe. But that's who we are. And you just kind of have to just live with that and just give and get the best of it that you can. And, and again, that's why I wrote the book, because I want people to not be, uh, be, be burdened by the ideas of this book. Like, it has to be this way or else I'm... Um, I'm a heathen. It has to be this way or else I'm a sinner. It has to be this way or else I'm a, a dirty person. No, you're not. Cause this doesn't speak for, to me, to me and my, it doesn't speak for truth. You know, it speaks for the people who wrote this. This is their truth, but this is not truth. So, you know, I, I just want to give people the option because a lot of people are still, you know, shackled by these ideas, these concepts, you know, at, at the very, just to pick again, the, 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 the LGBTQ community, you know, people are committing suicide because they can't be who they are. People are being ostracized from their families because they can't be who they are. People, you know, in more extreme cases, they're losing their jobs or they're being chased down streets because of, again, what I believe the notions that come, it may have come a far away, but it came from these ideas that you have to do these horrible things to these people because this guy in this book 
said so. And that's just, that's just messed up. So I want people to know that, you know, you have a choice. You have a choice in what you believe. You have a choice of how you live. And just go with that. Yeah. No, that, that's definitely quite um, interesting. So where did you, or how did you publish your book? Uh, I did, I actually wrote this book several years ago. I tried to go um, through, you know, uh, standard uh, publishing route, but <laughs> I, I tell people I still have the 88 rejection letters from the publishing houses that I said that wow. I tried to get to. Um, and I, all but five of them were just form letters of, you know, thank you for your submission, but, you know, we, you know, it's not for that. Five people actually hand wrote letters to me um uh, literary agents and they were like basically like this is funny or we see what you're doing here but unfortunately you know we can't they can't put us out you know so i left it alone for quite some time and i just got re-inspired recently in the last couple of years to go back in do some editing and put it out again so um so i did a self-publishing uh ex libris publishing um uh i took one of their packages uh got them to edit it and uh i'm like Let's go. Let's do this. Um, I actually, the, the, the cover I actually created myself. <laughs> the cover, because right? to me, uh, if you, if for those who are listening are able to see the cover, to me, like that's the face of God. You know, like it's just, you know, the 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 the, the ten commandments are his eyes, and the lightning bolts of the ma- uh, are the mouth and the eyebrows. Because again, from this book, that's what I get. God is. It's like, do this, or you're gonna get a lightning bolt in the butt. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. it. See, I imagine God to be an African woman, an old African woman. Mm. That's what I imagine God. Like sometimes I still refer to God, you know, God of Father, because obviously we've all been um, conditioned to think of God as a he. But in my mind, I always think, well, if God is a creator Mm -hmm. and woman is a creator, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, uh, an alien God would not look after my best interest. So I would not imagine God to look like an alien. Right. So, and they say God looks like, you know, created man in his own image. So I imagine that my God is a female kick-ass black woman. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That makes logical sense. That makes absolute perfect sense. You know? Um, but, yeah. So that's, that's what I think. So where can people buy this book if they want to read it? Uh, they can go to uh, the my publisher, uh, exlibris.com. The, the book is there. Um, it's on Amazon. Again, uh, he said it. I didn't. A, a biblical book report, broken style. Um, and also, uh, I have a website for the book. Um, give me one second, and I'll tell you where it is. You don't even oh, yeah. have your own book's website. <laughs> It's he said it I didn't dot com. H E S A I D I T I D I D N T dot com. He said it I didn't dot com. Right. Okay, so, perfect. Sir, yeah. are you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram? Where are you? Uh I am on Facebook um at um Martin Kennedy. And um I'm not I actually haven't uh, really gotten into the uh Instagram and uh Twitter. So those are just the three places where I am right now. Okay. So what's your author name again? Martin Kennedy. Martin Kennedy. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show and chatting about God. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I had a great time.
no, so do I, so did I, you know, it's sort of quite interesting. You know, sometimes all these little snippets of information that I have stuck away in, you know, in the corners of my mind somewhere. And I can't really have that conversation with the Christians I know because they're just not really um, open. I'm not saying all Christians are like that. I'm just saying some of the Christians I know are not really open to having conversations. So it's just really nice to be able to just have a joke with someone else who noticed that bit um, as well. Great. No, I'm glad. I'm glad I was able to, uh, yeah, help the healing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's come to that time, you know, where I do have to um, kick kick you out. Um, oh. But do you have any final words of wisdom you would like to share with us before you go? Uh, basically, again, the, the purpose of, you know, me might writing this book is just its choice, you know. Um, and, and just, again, everyone, you can believe whatever it is you want to believe. But my whole thing is just know exactly who or what it is you're worshiping. That's all. Yeah. Okay, well, everybody, you've heard it from Martin Kennedy, and this is the Shagilola Salami Show. Until next time, bye now. Bye, thank you.